0: what's going on guys and girls it's your boy captain smoke man and welcome to episode four of the higher learning podcast uh something you see pretty much everywhere you know one of the hottest topics around the world at all times any era is relationships because for whatever reason um i guess it's just in you know human nature or you know just living creature nature to want to you know procreate and you know find that mating partner for life but today let's talk about relationships and and you know this day and age, and some of the things I think are problematic when it comes to, you know, relationships these days. Um, now obviously, I'm a man, so this is coming from a male perspective. So for the females out there, feel free to, you know, just write everything I say off as mansplaining. Uh, but understand if you do that, that's probably about 85 to 90% of your problem as it is. So, uh, without further ado, let's just get straight into it, man. Um, oh, but before we get into it, I just want to show y'all this higher learning poster tee, um, available on higherlearningpod.com. Uh, very comfortable. I'm not sure if the green's gonna mess up with the chroma key action, but it may. Uh, so sorry if that's looking kind of weird right now on the screen. But, um, I will be also added by the time you see this, there will be more designs up on the website. Um, I understand that not everybody can wear. Uh, You know, the designs with the cannabis leaf and stuff all over it. Oh, that's weird. (laughs) What's over here? Uh, The designs with the leaves and the smoke all over it everywhere. I I completely understand that. So I'm putting some designs up for you guys as well. Um, And I appreciate all the support and the inquiries about, you know, buying the merch and everything like that. So higherlearningpod.com, guys, available now. But anyway, let's talk about it. All right. So the first problem I see. In today's relationships, and I mean, there's a bunch of them. I'm not really trying to rank them today. I'm just going to, you know, we're just going to have a conversation. But I think people need to, you know, a little slogan, and this is going to be a shirt as well, but uh, be a me before a we. So what does that mean? Basically, you got to understand yourself before you try to combine your life with somebody else's because really... That's what a relationship is, especially if you're, you know, long term and talking about marriage and, you know, starting a family and all of that. Y'all are combining lives together. So it's hard to do that when you have two people that don't even know themselves or one person who doesn't know themselves and the other person trying to get to know themselves and everything like that. And, um, you know, when you think about it, a lot of people. They've been in relationships since like middle school. You know, they, they go from one relationship to the next. I'm not saying that's the wrong thing to do, but I'm just saying, you know, you try to be so many things for so many different people. It's like, when are you going to give y- yourself time to get to know you, you know? Um, and I think that just speaks to the fact that a lot of people don't really f- feel like it's OK to be single. For me, personally, um, I prefer being single. Uh, If you watch, you know, the podcast up until this point, you know I'm a bit of an isolationist. I really pick and choose when I want to be social and, uh, you know, just be around other people um, because I really feel like when I'm by myself, I feel like I'm replenishing energy and... um, for me, I feel like it takes a a lot of energy to be around other people and entertain people. And, you know, especially when it comes to being in a relationship with somebody, especially, you know, a woman who, uh, you know, wants a lot of attention and, uh, you know, love and all of that on a daily basis, 24 seven, you know, it's nothing wrong with that, but you just have to understand yourself. So that's me understanding myself, knowing that, Hey, I'm a guy that likes to spend 85, 90% of my time alone. So it's like, how long am I going to be able to keep up, you know, catering to a woman who constantly, constantly needs attention and stuff like that before I burn out and just, you know, become distant. Like you have to analyze yourself. You have to know like what problems, you bring to a relationship, you know what I mean, so I think people really need to get into that before they, you know, really try to jump into a relationship, because it's like, take me for example, like I said, I know I, I need alone time, like I need to be alone, like a lot, and so for me, pairing with a woman who is the exact opposite, who wants to be with you or me all the time and talking to me all the time and texting me all day, you know, there's nothing wrong with a woman wanting that, you know what I'm saying? But you have to understand that that's not how you operate. So that's going to cause friction for one of y'all at some point, like either you're, you're, you know, going to be stressed out trying to keep up with all of that, or she's going to be upset because she's not getting what she wants. So it's like, those are the type of things that can be prevented before, you know, jumping into a relationship. If you just give yourself time to really understand who you are as a person. Um, and another thing I noticed is like, People are so in love with the idea of being in a relationship that they just get into any and every relationship they have opportunity to get in. And I think that's also a big thing that people need to get out of. You know, I'm not saying you shouldn't like I'm not saying it's a bad thing to want to have somebody at when you're single, but you have to stop basing your decisions on that. Like, I feel like a lot of people shoot the arrow and then paint the target around it. And so instead of hitting the actual bullseye with, you know, your life partner or whatever, you're, you know, shooting the arrow at a blank wall and then painting the arrow around it to make yourself and others think that you hit the bullseye, if that makes sense to you. um, And so, uh, you know, like I said, that just goes back into understanding yourself and then hopefully going after a person that, uh, understands themselves. And so y'all can be honest with each other and realize, okay, this is what I need out of relationship. This is what I want out of relationship. This is what I can tolerate. This is what I can't tolerate. You know, just put everything on the table. And, um, I feel like things will go a lot smoother because, you know, we'll get into this a little bit later, but a lot of people just try to, and, and they don't even necessarily try to do it consciously, but a lot of people trick themselves and then other people into believing they're somebody they're really not trying to make the other person happy and it's like how long can it it becomes a game of like how long can you keep that up so uh yeah be a me before a we guys that's very important um <clears throat> another thing uh kind of you know piggybacking off that point is properly assessing your value you know we we hear a lot about knowing your worth, right? You got to know your worth, know what you're worth and don't just give yourself to everybody. And and I firmly believe that. But at the same time, I think it's a big uh, it's a big deal for you to really properly assess your value like for example, I would I just gave you one example of something I've evaluated about myself that I realized, hey, this is not gonna be a great thing for a lot of women. you see what I'm saying so I'm not looking at myself like, oh, I'm just this perfect God's gift to you know any woman who has me type deal. Um, I'm realizing you know I, I'm up front and I understand that I have my shortcomings as well that, uh, you know, would be problematic for certain women to deal with. So don't just assume yourself to be perfect or try to give off this. I'm a perfect I'm, I'm a perfect person image on social media or whatever um, in the attempts to, you know, roping somebody into a relationship or whatever. Just really understand your strengths and weaknesses, because really your strengths, your real strengths are really what's going to, you know, propel you in life and in your relationship. So really understand those, you got to really understand where you're strong at and where you're weak at. And I think when people do that, that's when partnerships like real life partnerships can come about because it's like, okay, I'm strong at this, but I'm weak at this. But here's a woman who's strong at what I'm weak at and weak at what I'm strong at. So we can help each other be better people. And, you know, in the areas I slack off in, she can pick up in and vice versa. To me, that's the ideal situation, regardless of what it looks like. And and obviously I'm using examples of, you know, a male and female relationship because that's, you know, my life, but, you know, somebody else watching, I don't want you to think that if you, you know, have an alternative, you know, relationship or alternative uh preference or whatever, however you want to say it. Um, that these things can not apply to you I'm just speaking from my perspective so I think these things work out and even if I'm saying like men do this and women do that I'm not generalizing or trying to generalize like people you know you can find people of both sexes that fit into you know all categories so I don't you know once again I'm just clarifying that I'm not trying to generalize anything I'm just kind of speaking from my point of view and really these things can apply to anybody Okay, so another example or one example of uh, properly assessing your value. And this is no disrespect, but uh, let's look at Colin Kaepernick, for example. Now, obviously, we're not evaluating his relationship situation or anything like that. But we all really publicly seen the whole relationship with the NFL and football in general be on the public display. So let's talk about that. So Colin Kaepernick and, you know, All of the supporters out there pretty much feel like he's been blackballed from the NFL. And um, there was, you know, obviously we all know that there was a lawsuit about collusion. Basically all 30, 32 teams colluding um, to keep him out of the NFL. And he obviously settled out of court on that. So that was never proven, but he settled. uh, He settled out of court on that. And the whole time he was pursuing a job in the NFL. Okay, so. First of all, let's look at the facts. Right. Before the protest ever kicked off, Colin Kaepernick was benched on his team. You know, he played for the 49ers and obviously I'm a Raiders fan, so I have no love for the 49ers. So, um, you know, I, I obviously I respected Kaepernick's game. Because uh, I've always been a fan of the mobile quarterback that would a rocket arm like Michael Vick, like that's always been my favorite type of quarterback. But him being a Niner, I couldn't really just, you know, be a fan like that because I'm Raider, you know, I'm diehard Raider. I was born in Raider gear, so I'm not supporting no Niner like it just is what it is. Um, But anyway, Colin Kaepernick, uh, I really appreciated his stance that he took, uh, you know, for the black man being killed uh, by police officers or just unarmed civilians in general being killed by police officers. And I felt bad for him because I felt like the narrative was completely taken out of control and put onto the national anthem. And uh, that, you know, just caused a whole nother thing that he wasn't really even. That's not really even his point. So that's where I was frustrated with it. But now looking at it, he still wants to play in the NFL, which I think, you know, why wouldn't he? He's dedicated his whole life to football. But you have to look at, uh, you know, before we start saying he's blackballed and this and that, we have to look at the facts. Like, number one, he was benched before the protest, meaning that his team demoted him to backup quarterback before that. So when you think about him, you know, in this whole media firestorm, even though he was in the right for what he was saying, you know, with the protest, You have to understand it's like, okay, for an NFL team, who's going to sign a backup quarterback with all this drama surrounding them, right? Like your backup quarterback shouldn't be ever in the news, ever. Like your backup quarterback, most people, you you really wouldn't even want casual people to know who your backup is. Because then that's how you get into quarterback controversies. Because think about it, a team signs Kaepernick, they have all of this drama, you know, media drama and, you know, both sides of the equation, this, that, and the third from a backup quarterback though so that's you're bringing a lot of stuff into your locker room for a guy that's hopefully never going to play you see what i'm saying uh so i think that um you know if cap and his team did a better job of managing all the negatives or or just looking at things for what they are like they have to understand okay well this is what i'm bringing to an nfl team as a uh as a backup quarterback and, and realize how unattractive that is to the team. And, uh, maybe then you could have a different point of view. It's like, they're not just keeping you out because you're, you know, you, this or that you're bringing a lot of extra baggage with you that we, you know, we've never seen that from a backup quarterback before. And then, um, Recently, you know, there's a new football league in America called the XFL. And obviously the XFL reached out to Colin Kaepernick to, you know, have him be on a team or whatever. And uh, they they say he wanted an exorbitant amount of money. Now, we don't know what that figure is, but uh, it's obviously a figure that a new league couldn't support. And I mean, I understand that. Um, I understand both sides of that. It's like Colin Kaepernick feels like he offers a certain skill set. And he needs, you know, a certain amount of money to to, to provide that skill set for a team. And then you have the XFL, another league who just simply doesn't have the resources to to, you know, to properly compensate him or compensate him to the level that he would like to be compensated at. So it's a no deal. So, you know, I'm not saying you because I use this as an example. I'm not saying that you should. Lower your standards, but I do think you have to take into account the other party involved. And um, that goes back to, you know, what I was saying earlier, like, don't be so pressed to be in a relationship that you take less than what you deserve. Um, but at the same time, don't over, you know, value yourself. And I'm not saying Kaepernick overvalued himself at all. I'm saying, you know, he stood firm in what he believed in and, you know, he he valued himself at this number and nobody else did. So he just does. He's single. He doesn't you know, he doesn't have a partner, a dancing partner that's willing to give him that. And so I see that from a lot of people out there on social media, you know, they're uh, especially around Valentine's Day uh, you know, there was a lot of women really, because women, you know, let's be honest, Valentine's day is about women anyway. Uh, it's not about men. Um, so all the complaining you saw on social media was from women about how they, you know, they're single and they didn't get this or they didn't get that. And, Oh, I wish somebody loved me and I'm this and I'm that. I don't understand why, you know, people don't feel this way about me and all of that. And, you know, the thing is, it's like, Every woman wants like that movie type relationship where, you know, you walk in and there's flower petals and candles and all of that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying that's wrong, you know, but they also want, you know, the rich guy who all the other girls want, who only wants them and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it, again, that, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just like if I'm if if I'm that guy. What makes me want you? Like, what makes me pick you out of the other sea of women? And the same goes for men, like men who, you know have a little, you know, something, something going on. And it's like, okay, I feel like I need to be dating actresses and models and the top Instagram models in the world. But it's like, okay, if you're, if you're that Instagram model who can have any man on the planet, she wants, like what makes her want you, you see what I'm saying? So that's what I mean by properly assessing your value. Just have a little bit of humility and really just understand what you offer, you know, what your strengths and weaknesses are. And then I think that's how you find happiness. Because even if you do land one of these people that you, that are kind of quote unquote out of your league, it's like, You have to make them happy, too, at the end of the day. So the biggest like one of the biggest problems I see with modern relationships is normally they are one sided. Like I just said, you know, you have one person that expects this from the other person. You know, you have one one piece of one partner in the relationship expects a lot more from the other party than what they're giving to that other party. And that just leads to unhappiness and uh, resentment and just negative energy in the relationship altogether. And, um, honestly, uh, for one, uh, one thing I want to say also is that, and this goes back to my first point of being a me before we, you kind of have, you have to have your own code. Like you have to have your own morals and your own standards as far as what you're going to bring or what you're going to like, how you're going to behave in a relationship. Like for example, um, you know, there's this narrative that all men cheat and all men do this. Like I've never cheated on anybody in my life just for the simple fact that that's not what I would want from my partner. Like I wouldn't want my partner to be out cheating on me, so I'm not going to be out cheating on her. Not saying that, you know, the other hasn't happened, but I'm just saying regardless of what the other person is doing, I'm operating how I w- want to be treated, you know, as far as that. Um, you know, because it's not about the other person, it's about my code. You see what I'm saying? So That goes into just properly assessing your value and everything like that. Um, And another thing, I don't see this as much with men, but I do see a lot of. Well, I take that back. Um, Well, I don't (laughs) I don't want to get into that, but. um, Stop trying to force people to love you. Let me just say that because I saw a tweet yesterday and i was going to post it here but it was deleted i should have screenshotted it when i had the chance but i didn't but there was a tweet from uh i'm guessing it was a trans woman i'm i'm guessing uh but it says uh she said what reason for not dating a trans person isn't rooted in transphobia so basically what she she was saying is if you don't want to date a trans person you're transphobic And to me, that was one of the dumbest things I've ever read. And that's no disrespect to the trans community or the LGBTQ plus community or whatever. But to me, that's just, you know, trying to force people or guilt people into, you know, dating you. I mean, I I doubt that would work, but I'm just saying like, why would you force, like, there's plenty of people, there's plenty of trans people. There's plenty of people that date trans people that love trans people that, that are married to trans people. So it's like, Why would you say anybody not dating a trans person is transphobic? Like that's, you know, the height of narcissism, in my opinion. Um, You know, I saw another tweet that said we need to normalize dating sex workers. Why? For what? Like anybody that's comfortable with dating a sex worker would probably be dating a sex worker. Other than that, like why? You know why would you even say something like that? You know, like everybody needs to relax and let everybody have their own preferences. I've always operated from the standpoint of like, number one, if I'm not interested in being with you, I don't care what you're doing, first of all. And if I'm not with you, actually, it's none of my business. Like I could be wanting, I could want to be with you and that. And from that point, it would be my job to figure out, okay, are you available? Are you in a relationship? This, that, and the third, but it's just like, other than that, why would I care what anybody else does? You know? So like, I don't have an opinion on, uh you know anybody else's lifestyle other than mine and whoever I'm trying to be with which at the moment is nobody so I don't really care what anybody's doing you see what I'm saying um but I feel like people really try to you know they try to guilt people in the like for example another another example of this is I have a couple friends I have quite a few friends actually who are uh involved in like interracial relationships and them being men they get a lot of backlash from black women about they're in a racial relationship, but my my whole thing about that is this, like, if you're not trying to date this dude anyway, like, what does it matter to you? Like, even if you were trying to date him, like, what's wrong with him picking who he wants to be with? Like, what? you already have two kids, first of all, so you should be, you know, you should try to work that out over there, you know what I mean? Like, worry about the business that pays you type stuff, because, Trying to guilt trip people into, you know, loving you or whatever is not going to work. There's somebody out there that wants you, you know, probably right now, especially like I feel like most women have people in their DMs (laughs) or whatever. And, um, you know, I'm not saying you have to respond or give play to everybody that comes your way. But it's just like. How about looking through the people that are interested in you instead of trying to guilt trip or like bad mouth people who aren't, you know, because think about it, like think about it from. A woman's perspective, like the w- the woman who's walking down the street and gets catcalled and, you know, is not interested in the dude and they call her all kind of out, out, call her all out her name and stuff like that's goofy. That's stupid. Like nobody would respect that. Right. Like we could all agree that that's wrong. Like, I mean, obviously, except for the dudes that still do that kind of stuff or who do that stuff or who's done that stuff, they might disagree with that. But it, to me, it's the same thing when you flip it on the other end. It's like you're trying to shame a man for not being interested in you. Why? You know, just just, you know, live your life, get more in tune with yourself. And when that person comes around who's interested in you for who you are and, you know, y'all, you know, y'all click. It is what it is. Um, But yeah, because imagine those people now who are dating somebody just to, you know, kind of go with this or you know satisfy the status quo you know think about uh the uh there was a book when i was a kid called like the down low brothers or whatever i don't know if y'all remember that one or not but basically i mean obviously i didn't read it it was just a big story on the news or whatever and then the black community in general um but you know obviously it was about uh and i mean don't get me wrong this still goes on to this day i think they call them beards now like gay men for example they call them beards the women who uh Is it beards or mustache? I think it's beards, though, because, oh, yeah, beards from the Aaron Hernandez documentary. That's the first time I heard that. Uh, Basically, it was a a football player who was explaining how a lot of gay men have women or even wives and, you know, with children and everything to hide who they really actually are. And. um, Yeah, I mean, it would it would just be great if everybody was just themselves and just honest. So I'm saying when you're trying to guilt people into you know living their life a certain way you get a lot of fake love you get a lot of people you get beards you get people dating people just to meet the status quo you know so uh let's move on so for me uh i've always felt like an old head like an old person uh just in the way i look at relationships because i feel like in this day and age you know there's been a death of getting to know somebody like i feel like back in the day even even as, even growing up before like cell phones and social media, you have more of a chance to actually get to know somebody. Um, and maybe that's just because, you know, you think in like school, you're seeing people every day and, you know, y'all are around each other all the time and maybe years for up until the point where y'all start talking or whatever like that. Or, you know, you date somebody you knew a long, a long time ago, y'all have known each other for a long time and y'all start dating way da- later down the line. But I'm talking about in this day and age where you meet somebody most of the time, well, I'm not, I can't say most of the time. Cause I don't really know the percentages like that, but I'm assuming most of the time, these connections are made over social media now, not in person or anything like that. So first of all, you're attracted to like an ego, you know, cause that's what people promote on social media. You know, they're going to promote their successes. They're not really going to promote their failures like that. Uh, they're going to show you what they want you to see. And so that's who you're you know if you're meeting off social media that's who you're thinking you're getting especially like we we all know about the filters on on instagram for example that can totally change the look of a woman or snapchat or whatever it is with the filters i've never really used a filter like that so uh i don't know which app has the best filters but there you know there are certain apps that can really change the total way you look and and women have mastered the art of this. So. For the people, for example, setting up dates off of uh, social media, Instagram, whatever, you know, how many times do you think they arrived at the place and, you know, the person looks totally different? The girl looks totally different or, you know, maybe she looks similar. But, you know, after a few months of dating and you see what she really looks like without all the, you know, the the costume on, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of feeling bamboozled. Now, that really that hasn't happened to me personally, because, um, number one, I've never done the whole internet dating thing. I've always met people in real life and, you know, went from there. Uh, but, you know, a lot of, let's be honest, a lot of women are catfishing and, 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 and dudes too. Honestly, a lot of people are catfishing people in person these days with all of these, you know, uh, Costumes, like I said, even now I'm starting to see men get fake beards. Like if you look at my beard, one side of it doesn't grow as fast as the other, so it's always looking kind of you know (laughs) uh, patchy on one side, and this side grows in how it's supposed to. But that doesn't mean I feel like I need to go get uh, you know the little paint and paint the rest of it in. It's just this is who I am, you know. That like hopefully it grows in one day, but you know I'm not gonna force it and and put the whole fake beard on and then. You know, trick some girl into thinking, you know, because think about that. Like for me, I'm a hair guy. I really I really love a woman who can wear her real hair and not, you know, take it off and it be sitting on a table or a nightstand somewhere. That's just me. And that doesn't mean I have a problem with with anybody doing that, because I understand why they do it like. Obviously, uh you know we've all heard that, oh, it's a protective style and all that kind of stuff. I'm just saying my personal preference is for your hair to literally grow out of your scalp because you know I've grown my own hair, so I don't see why you can't grow yours uh obviously, there's other problems that you know prevent that from happening age, just uh the way especially in the black community, the way that uh our women were brought up to do their hair, you know, with all the perms and all the stuff that's really bad for the hair that we start seeing the effects 10, 15, 20 years later down the line. So I get it. It's a lot of that. But, um, I just feel like a lot of younger ladies who, you know, have the hair to take care of now they're damaging it by, you know, like we've all seen, because we call it a protective style, but we've all seen those videos on Twitter or Facebook of, you know, women pulling off their, uh, I don't know if it's if it's a sewing or whatever with the like fake skin or whatever. And it's like ripping hair out with it. You know what I'm saying? So it's no way you can tell me that's a protective style. But uh, that's that's just, you know, my personal preference. Um, So I look for people who go out into the world just being themselves or whatever it is, you know, like even if it's a fade, like even if it's like a, a like a like a low Fade cut, you know what I'm saying? It's like I respect you coming out in your natural form Because I feel like I'm now talking to a real person Versus, you know, whoever it is you're trying to dress up to be You know what I mean? So the problem, the whole point of this is uh, In this day and age, you don't really get to know a real person until it's too late And the reason I think that is is because uh, things move way too fast these days um, For example you know, there's what's called a talking stage where you're talking to somebody. Like let's say I meet a young lady, we exchange numbers and we're talking, right? Talking. But see the problem with talking is she could easily be talking to five, six, seven dudes, you know, going on dates, doing whatever with all of them. And that's normal in today's society. So it's like for me, that's that's a no go. I don't want any parts of that, right? So you damn near have to be in a committed relationship just to exclusively get to know somebody these days. And even then, it's like not everybody's an exclusive person. Like I said, for me, that's a code that I have with myself. It has nothing to do with the other person. It, that's just how I move. But everybody don't move like that. So, you know, you, you deal with a lot of crap, you know, when you put yourself out there and you're trying to date or get to know somebody um, like that. And and once again, like once you do start dating and being in a relationship with somebody, we all go through what's called the honeymoon phase where you're re- you like the person, basically. To sum it up, you actually like the person. You actually want to be around them. You actually can't wait to talk to them. You actually are happy, you know, when they, you know, want to see you or this, that, and the third. Whereas, you know, the whole time y'all are really getting to know each other. You know, y'all are in that honeymoon phase where you're kind of, not even, even if you see them, you're ignoring little red flags and you're, you know, you're just so convinced that this is the right thing to be doing or whatever. But, uh, you know, the reality is as that goes on, you're getting to know the person and then eventually it just reaches a spot where you're like, okay, well, I know this isn't the person that I'm trying to be with for the rest of my life. And, uh, you know, it just kind of deteriorates from there. um, And like I said, I think that's all due to the fact that, you know, you really can't exclusively get to know somebody these days unless, you know, if because if it's somebody like me, I'm, you know, for one, like I said, I like to be alone so much that I'm never going to talk to one more than one person at a time because that one person is already a little bit too much for me out the gate. You know what I'm saying? So I'm that's why I never really understood cheating like that, because it's like I, you know. Just being with this one girl is a way more than enough for me. So it's like you juggling two or three. Like, how do you have time to, you know, relax and recuperate? But once again, not everybody is an isolationist like me and not everybody like the same way I thrive on alone time. I, a lot of other people thrive on being around other people. So it's like if you're always around people, I could see that being easy for you. But uh, yeah, that's a no go for me. Um, Yeah. You, you so basically to sum it all up in this day and age you damn near have to be engaged to somebody or in a relationship to you know expect exclusive exclusivity Why, and you know the whole time you're just trying to get to know the person so sad state of affairs but it is what it is uh stay single that's my advice honestly <laughs> so another problem we have in in modern relationships i believe is just the outdated gender roles um So if you look at the gender roles from like the 50s where, okay, you know, the man goes out and works all day. The woman stays home and, you know, handles the household, cleans everything, gets the kids ready for school, picks them up from school. Like, you know what I'm saying? Running the entire household, cooking, all of that. Like that's in the 50s where you could have you could support a full family on one like medium income. It's not even like you had to really be making money like a, a like an extreme amount of money, you could go work in the local factory and put your you know and support your whole family, pay off your house, you know because talking to my my grandparents it's like, okay, well, you know y'all's, y'all's house was like ten grand you know thirty grand at the most, you know houses these days are you know a hundred times that or you know three hundred thousand two hundred thousand you know what I mean, so it's not really realistic to. Just expect every single man to just have the income to support, you know, a stay at home wife and a couple kids in the white picket fence home these days. That's just not reality. But it's like that's what, you know, women want. And so and it's not unfair of them to want that because that's, you know, that's that's how it's presented. Like, OK, well, in the 50s, women didn't have to go to work, you know, or well, actually, let me say before the 50s, because, you know, 1942 when the united states got involved in world war ii that's when the women took over the work first force in america because all the men were over either in germany trying to push back the nazis or you know in the pacific fighting the japanese so there were very few men to speak of in america so women ruled the workforce so that's you know where, where the whole female empowering movement came from but before that it was really just you know women first of all they couldn't they you know There were no discrimination laws preventing people from not hiring you because you're a woman. There was no law saying that I had, you know, that uh, a company would have to pay you the same amount as they had a man in order, you know, you like just because you're a woman, I can pay you less basically back in those days. So it's like you had you damn near had to have a man to get paid what the job was worth to support you you see what I'm saying so with female empowerment that's no longer the case you make the same amount of money as any man so it's like why is why are we still holding on to this gender role that the man has to provide all the money or whatever and I know not everybody's like that Uh, uh, like a large majority of women are you know independent they have their own careers they don't need a man to support them for anything but even though that's the case you know Society, I guess you could say, still looks at it as you know, oh, the man should pay, like for example, when we go out to eat, you go out to eat, you know who's getting handed the bill now, most of the time, as a server, to be honest, because I you know see the dynamic of you know more women paying for meals now, I put it in the middle and let them do their thing, but uh, you know, just expectations, you know people look a certain way if a woman's paying, or like if it's you know if it's obviously a date, you know they expect the man to pay um. And for men, it's just like, it's not really acceptable for us to express how we feel about certain things. You know, for example, like I said in the intro, a lot of women write off whatever men say as mansplaining. They don't, they don't want to hear a man's point of view on things because it doesn't matter. And I think that's a huge problem with relationships. It's like, women really don't even get to know their men. Like, I don't really feel like, I've dated somebody that really, really just knew me on the inside and out, like, the way they expected me to know them, like, women generally expect you to know their favorite foods, their favorite drinks, their, you know, favorite places to go, their favorite flowers, their favorite colors, but they couldn't tell you shit about you, really, like, beyond, you know, the surface level basic stuff they see every day, you know what I mean, and... You know, I think that's part of the the ancient male gender roles that men are just supposed to go to work and sit down on the recliner, drink a beer and shut up. You know, (laughs) you know what I mean? And like be, you know, just internalize all your anger and displeasure with your life until you, you know, die. Basically, that's that's how it just seems out there. Whereas women, they want a mix of modern female empowerment combined with chivalry which, you know, you hear women say all the time, oh, chivalry is dead. But when you really look at what chivalry was, that's probably a good thing, because the chivalrous code was for knights and nobles. So it's like, you know, the local whore down the street over here at the tavern. She's not getting, you know, nobody's putting their jacket on the, on the, on the puddle so she could walk across it. We're talking about princesses and, you know, duchesses and first, you know, ladies of the houses and all of that. You get what I'm saying? And these are people that are expected to be virgins until they're married off. So all of y'all that, you know, for example, the lady with three kids by three different dudes talking about chivalry is dead. Like, do you think that even back in those days you would be, you know, <laughs> greeted with chivalry? No, you wouldn't. You'd be considered a harlot, honestly. So it's like I think people really need to uh reevaluate that kind of thing. It's like it's almost like you only want a quality when it's beneficial for you a lot of the times. And that's just how it comes off as men, you know, or I can only speak for myself, but that's just how I see it. Um, you know, it's like, "Oh, you know, a quality like there's nothing positive like there's nothing good that a man can do that a woman can't do but when it comes to like taking out the trash or you know doing yard work or physical labor oh that's when men are men now men are men again when it's time to do that or you know i can't and i can't even say like a lot of the a lot of example is like when it's time to go to combat and fight in wars i was in iraq there was a lot of female marines out there ready to go you know put that lead out there on ISIS. So I'm I'm not even gonna say that. Like it was a lot of women out there ready to go die, you know, for what it was they were doing out there. But um, you know, I'm just talking about your modern day Instagram girl who's complaining on social media about how chivalry is dead and, you know, men are, you know, this, that and the third and male privilege this, male privilege that and you know, whatever. And I'm not saying male privilege doesn't exist, but we could sit here and talk about female privilege all day. And in fact, let's get into it. You know, female privilege looks like you feeling like your emotions are more important in a relationship than anything else. Like how many women are in relationships right now where they feel like if they're having a bad day, their man needs to have a bad day. Or if he can't fix your bad day that you're having, then he, you know, shouldn't be happy. He shouldn't be smiling. He shouldn't be able to enjoy himself without you. You know, that, I mean, hey, like I said, look at Valentine's Day, look at Mother's Day, look at the expectations of what a woman expects to receive for Valentine's Day versus if the man, you know, I don't even know a man who expects anything other than like sex on Valentine's Day, to be honest with you. I mean, not saying that it does like women don't get their men gifts, but it's not the same pressure. Like men are under pressure to, you know, gift their girl something that they can post on social media so everybody can feel like you love her or whatever. And I mean, that's cool or whatever, but I think people just take the wrong. uh, People read too much into the wrong things. I honestly feel like women have trained men to lie to them. And I'm not the type because obviously, you know, if you watch episode one, you know, my dad died at 12. So I was raised by women my whole life, basically. So it's just like I know the inside like I listen to women. I understand the insides and outs as much as a man could about how like women think how they want to be treated you know and they're not perfect (laughs) like y'all are not perfect creatures and a lot of y'all will admit that but um you know i've sit here and watched women i love you know in my family go through relationships with men who you know were obviously like not right and (laughs) you know something was obviously off but that was to me from my eyes but they didn't see it you see what i'm saying and uh Like I said, it's like women have trained men to lie to them as far as what you want to hear. The perfect example. Do I look fat in this dress? Does this you know, does this dress make me look fat? Like what man's going to say yes to that? Because, you know, just from, you know, if you know anything about anything, you know that there's only one right answer. And that's a no. You got to tell her no. Even if she looks horrible and fat in the dress, you shouldn't tell her that she does, because that's going to hurt her little feelings, and as a man, you're supposed to tiptoe on eggshells around them, whereas if me, I'm an honest person to a fault, like, I, you know, lying just doesn't sit well with me for the simple fact that it's, like, now, you know, like, why can't we just be honest, like, I thought, you know, that's what we we're about, Um, but even then, it's, like, I wouldn't feel right telling them, you know what i'm saying it's like you wouldn't want to you know crush a girl you're in a relationship with you wouldn't want her to feel that way so you're not going to tell her you know you you're going to find a way to maybe be like ah, i don't really you know i don't know but basically y'all get what i'm saying it's like you know the things that you can and can't say and it's like whereas females can say whatever they want to say to their dude and it not be an issue and um you know i think that just says a lot about the female ego You know, the female ego uh, is what you see on Instagram. That's the you know, you look that's where you look at a girl and you see all these pictures of her looking great. Makeup did hair great. And then that's when you see her, you know, a year down the line in y'all's relationship looking, you know, like you never imagined she would look. And. uh, You know, you can't really say nothing about that, you just got to, you know, back to those old male gender roles, just sit there and take it, you know what I'm saying, until, you know. Something happens, I guess. Uh, I think if women just kind of were open to men, you know, open to listening to men more and open into men being more honest with them, that they would, you know, find more meaningful relationships versus just, you know, guys that's going to tell you what you want to hear. Because like I said, I'm I'm the guy that's not going to lie, not going to cheat. I'm not going to call you out your name. But I can't say that. Most guys, because that's the reality is, it's not like there's a lot of guys that's going to tell you exactly what you want to hear. They're going to get what they want and then they're going to do them like that's the reality. If you're watching this, you probably have had, you know, situations like that where, oh, it was this perfect guy and he was this and that. And then, you know, he was telling you all the right things. And then you just found out none of it was true. And he was over here doing his own thing and living a totally different life. And now you're destroyed and hurt and everything like that. But normally when when something's too good to be true, it is normally. I'm not saying that there's not, you know, Prince Charming's walking around ready to, you know, sweep you off your feet or whatever. But it is what it is. There's a lot of predators out there as well. That's preying on women who want to be lied to. You know what I mean? That want to hear, oh, you're the most beautiful woman in the world. And oh, you know, all that romantic movie shit that y'all like to hear, because the reality is we all know, you know, we all know y'all love the notebook, right? So if I want to finesse, you know, I could just, you know, give you some lines out of the notebook and give you the chocolates and candies and flowers and not even really be feeling that strong about you, especially if my money's up. Like if I'm a rich dude, I can do all these things because see, that's a that's another thing. Like we talk about love languages and stuff like that. There's a whole love language for gifts, basically, who people who feel loved when they receive gifts. So if I'm an NBA player and I have millions of dollars and I'm you know playing 82 games a season, traveling to, you know, 30, 40 different cities or whatever it is. You don't think I have the money to buy multiple women gifts and make them feel loved? You know what I'm saying? Without any effort and it meaning nothing to me because I'm a millionaire, like versus the guy that, you know, is only interested in you and, you know, and is dealing with you and catering to you. But he might not have that same amount of money to always just shower you in these gifts. But you think he loves you less. But he's the one that's trying to be real with you and trying to be true with you. Meanwhile, you're more interested in the guy that, you know, can buy you a bag here and there. But he's buying five and six and seven other women bags in other cities and flying them different. And you don't, you know. But see, the thing is, if if you're cool with that, then then it's not a problem. If that's what you want, that's not a problem. If you're, you know, but I'm just speaking for the women who. Because, you know, there's women out there right now that are, you know, being ran game, you know, they having game run on them, you know, they get in the bag here, some hills there, and they thinking they didn't found the love of their life. Really, it's just a guy like, you know, using you and, uh, you know, paying you in bags and, you know, cash to do what they want. And it's like if y'all have that kind of relationship and that's the agreement, then that's the agreement. It's nothing wrong with that. You know, but just I don't you know, I just feel bad for the people who feel like, oh, this is the love of my life. And this dude don't really care about you at all. He just, you know, hitting it and, you know, buying you bags. And I mean, at the end of the day, you still getting something out of it, I guess. But if you're not okay with it, then if you're not okay with him, you know, doing that for seven, eight other people, then it's like, are you really winning in life? All right. So I think a lot of this just comes from. The difference in how we're taught as boys and girls, like the differences, like I talked as far as emotional and back in episode one, you know, I talked about how, you know, growing up as a little boy, you know, you fall off your bike and scrape your knee. You know, you better suck that shit up. Walk it off. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no crying around here like that. We don't do none of that. So it's like that's how you go through life dealing with pain. You internalize it and, you know, don't show it on the outside because weakness, you know, you can't show weakness. So that's what led to me, you know, my dad on the ground dying next to me. I still have this same demeanor. Like, damn, you know, that's crazy. It is what it is. So it's just like from the standpoint of a relationship, when you have a girl freaking out about something stupid, it's just like, yeah, I'm going to have the same demeanor as well. I'm not going to boohoo and cry like you because but I understand that because we were taught differently, like as a little girl, when you were growing up and you. Scrape your knee oh yeah cry for 30 40 minutes and just let it all out and oh poor baby and you know kisses on the knee and all of that crap you know what i'm saying i mean not necessarily crap but i'm just saying that's how y'all were raised y'all so that put it in your mind that y'all y'all's emotions are more important than than men's like i've even had a girl tell me i don't have emotions, even though i was going through like an emotional crisis on the inside just trying to you know process because the summer is always really hard for me because that's where everything happens. So, you know, I go through a lot of stuff in the summer, but it's like, it's not anybody's fault. So I'm not trying to take it out on other people. I'm not trying to, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be a terrible person to be around because it's not anybody's fault. So I do mostly stay to myself when I'm hurting and I'm feeling bad because I don't want to, you know, make other people feel that way or, you know, whatever. But it's just like, A lot of women that I've encountered feel like their emotions are somebody else's problem, like especially if you're in a relationship, it's like a woman could wake up in a bad mood and that's your fault somehow. You got to fix that somehow. And it's like I think that's what we got to get away from. We got to like kind of understand. We have to find a middle ground in between the emotional extremes of men and women and kind of just meet in the middle, you know men shouldn't internalize everything as much and women shouldn't freak out over everything as much you know that's what i'm saying find that middle ground and i think emotionally will be a lot better in relationships um also speaking on things we were taught growing up you know i've been seeing a lot of talk especially on facebook uh because you know facebook is where you actually have people you know whereas twitter is just kind of you know a wild wild west free for all but so a lot of people on my facebook have been talking about marriage and it's it's that's Actually, mostly, if not 100% women who are, you know, talking about, oh, well, I don't understand why men don't want to get married no more. And, oh, back in the 40s and 50s, the women had it good because the men were this and that and blah, blah, blah. Look, here's the thing. Like I was saying earlier, you got to really look at what's in it for the for the other party. You see what I'm saying? Like. If you as a woman are wondering why, you know your man hasn't married you yet or whatever think of try thinking about it from his angle like what's in it for marrying you and then remember what i said earlier properly assess your value like think about it from his perspective like what is marrying you going to do for me as far as you know what is marrying you going to do for me as far as just you know life like how is that going to improve my life? Like, what is that going to, how is that going to improve this relationship? Cause there's al- already things I don't like about you. You know what I'm saying? So are you telling me those things are going to just disappear if I marry you? Cause they're not, let's be real. If you talk to most men in marriage, like who've been married for a long time, they'll tell you things go actually downhill once you're married for men, because it's like, you know, that that's the end goal. Like women have been planning their wedding since little girls. Right. So, I understand why women want to get married more so than men, because y'all are looking at it for what, you know, it is for y'all. For y'all, it's this big day that's all about you, where you get to, you know, look the prettiest you've ever looked, and the most expensive dress you'll probably ever wear, with the most makeup you'll probably put on, you know, the hair did, you know, and this whole situation's all about you, and what you want, and how you've envisioned it since you were a little girl. Men have none of that. You see what I'm saying? Like, so we don't even look at it the same way. We're looking at it from the sense of, OK, I'm going to have to deal with you for the until I die, basically, or else give you half of whatever I own. You know, like for men, it's really not. You know. Because like women could still go out and cheat if you marry her. So it's just like then that's <laughs> more struggle to divorce her versus just leaving. And uh, so I think that's really what it is, because I feel like if a man knows he wants to be with you for the rest of his life, then, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I don't really see the I don't really see the benefit of getting married, to be honest with you. Like I just feel like that's another status quo thing as far as, you know, being able to say you're married as a woman, for example, like for a man. It's just like whatever. Um, But. I'm sure like I say that. Right. But I could meet my soulmate tomorrow and, and have a totally different view on that. And so that's what I mean. Like you really have to, first of all, evaluate what it is, you know, the other party is going to gain from being with you for the rest of their lives and and do it with humility though. Don't just like overvalue yourself, realize the good and the bad and and where the problems might come from, from on your end. Like, you know, don't look at yourself as this perfect entity in the relationship. I can't stress that part enough. Um, (sighs) And, you know, basically all I'm saying is like my ideal relationship is a partnership. It's like I can count on you for certain things. You can count on me for the things, you know, like like I said earlier, your strengths are my weaknesses and vice versa. And I can count on you. And, you know, we have the same values. We can raise children together. We can, you know. Enjoy being around each other, you know, that kind of just simple stuff. Um, and and partner, like partnership is such an important word because it's, that just that just tells you that both sides are contributing and both sides are benefiting as well. Because I feel like a lot of relationships and I know I said this earlier, but a lot of relationships, they're one sided and the side that's like getting the most out of it. They generally don't see that. They just assume the other person is happy with them because they haven't left yet or whatever. And generally that's not the case. Like the other person could be giving you a chance to try to convince them that you can make them happy or whatever. And, uh, so your question to that might be like, okay, well, if that's the situation, why don't that, why doesn't the person that's feeling that way leave? And honestly, it's just, you know, we've all been in a situation, whether it's a job, whether it's a a living arrangement, whether it's a relationship or a friendship or a relationship with family where you're just comfortable. Like it's not the best, you know, it's not ideal, but you're comfortable and you're, you know, kind of apprehensive about going off and, doing something else or starting all the way over from scratch and so you stay and and shit just gets progressively worse and then you know until it it, you force your way out basically or it forces an end or whatever and um you know it is what it is but uh really guys uh guys and girls I don't want to sound like like I'm a single guy that loves to be single and it's not because I like messing with a lot of people. I just like to be by myself. Uh, I'm a really big gamer also. So, you know, there might be days where. There might be days where, you know, that's all I want to do. And so if I have a girl who needs attention and, you know, shit like that, then that gets in the way of that. Um I'm really big on virtual reality. Um actually I've been recording. I probably recorded about 10-15 hours of actual virtual reality gameplay for you guys. So I'm going to be editing that and putting that up pretty soon so you can kind of step into my world as far as uh like what things things that I really love to do. Um, virtual reality gaming is right up there because, uh, you know, as a kid, I always dreamed about going inside my video games and just being transported to these different worlds. And with virtual reality, that's a reality now. You know what I mean? Like I literally go, you know, whether it's, you know, in my flight simulator where I'm flying, you know, around the world in these, like inside the aircraft or, you know, like Onward VR, where I'm a military operator, uh, you know, got my, you know, weapons, and it's just, you can go, you can, I can turn my space into so many different things because of this tool, and uh, I just really, my thing is, you know, going back to episode one is like life, I know, you know, the next minute's never promised, let alone the next day, the next year, so it's just like, You know, I've been there, done that as far as relationships. You know, I don't have any kids. I'm grateful for that. So there's so much other thing, so much other stuff I want to do with my life. Uh, So many places I want to see, so many things I want to do, so so many, so much food I want to eat. You know what I mean? Like that, I feel like if I live long enough to, you know, find a soulmate and be in a relationship, you know, forever or whatever, then cool. But I'm not pressed to do that. And I feel like if a lot of people took that approach in life, they'd really, you know, find that right one it's like baseball if you've ever played baseball or softball you know you don't swing at every pitch you watch the pitch coming in keep your eye on the ball and you look at what kind of pitch it is you know if it's a fastball straight ball you know meatball the ones that's easy to hit you know what i'm saying like curveball you got to put your eye on that don't just swing at everything and i feel like people are out here swinging for the fences at everything when it's okay to take a couple you know watch a couple pitches come in and pass you by so you, when you see that right one, you can knock it out the park. Hopefully that analogy was decent to where y'all could understand what I was trying to say. I don't, I don't really know if, if I, you know, <laughs> when I'd use analogies like that, I don't really know if they're coming across with the intention that I have behind them, but hopefully they are guys. Um, so with that, that's going to end episode four of higher learning. I appreciate you guys watching. I appreciate y'all, you know, supporting the Facebook page and Reddit page and, you know, higher Uh, I also, Again, you know, you can get this merch on higherlearningpod.com/shop. Uh, we have this and a lot more, and I'm going to be adding. Uh, by the time you see this, there'll be leaf-free designs up there. Uh, I already have, you know, things without the cannabis leaf and smoke on them. For example, this bucket hat. I also have a dad hat up uh, that says "Control what you can control," but I'm coming out with the shirts without without the leaves and smoke as well. So, you know, people that want to support the podcast can have shirts they can wear in a lot more places. Cause I understand you don't want to be hassled and looked at and judged cause there is still a stigma about the cannabis out there. Um, but, uh, as far as the relationship tip guys, one more thing, even if you're in a relationship right now, um, I would say that, it's not too late to, you know, start getting to know your partner on a better level and start looking at them as a partner versus an ATM or a sex machine or something like that. You know, it's, it's OK to really sit down and have real conversations and really get to know your partner and why they think the way they think and why they feel the way they feel. And a lot of that is due to things due to things that they've been through in their life. And so the more you understand that, the more you can understand them and love them better and learn their love language and all of that crap, you know, but for me wanting, you know, it starts with understanding yourself, right? I understand that I'm a guy that out of 24 hours of the day, I probably need at least 12 of them alone, (laughs) you know, maybe not every day, but like I would, you know, I need my alone time. So I understand that being in a relationship right now is not really a realistic situation for me and definitely not for a a woman who is going to want me, you know, going to want to be on my mind all the time and want to, you know, want me to have she wants to have my full, complete attention. And that's not something that I'm really trying to give right now. So like I said, you got to understand yourself that way. You're not, you know, messing up other people out there, you know, holding other people up from finding their soulmate or whatever, just, you know, be you and whoever's for you will be for you. So without further ado, guys, smoke out.